All right. Thanks so much for joining me. I've got Jessica Phillips from Now Marketing Group. And Jessica has just an extensive history in the marketing world and has done some really cool things with her clients and with her community. I'm really excited to have her come and share. Thanks so much for joining me, just Jessica. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. This is like the first time we've actually got to like chat this way. Right. Right. I know we've, we've had in-person events, we've had group Uh Zooms, uh, but uh, one-on-one like this is, is a first. So I appreciate your time. And I just know you have a reputation for just um, excellence in marketing, but also some really, you've done some really creative things and you've done some cool things with community building. So I'm excited uh, just to kind of share a little bit, but um, why don't you give a little bit of background about what you're doing with now marketing and with your speaking and just kind of what you're doing in the marketing space. Sure. Well, well, thank you so much for first sharing like nice things that people are saying. That's always good to hear, right? You're like, wait, what's she going to say? They like no. me. They like me. They really like <laughs> I me. I know. They like me. They, they like me. Uh, no, no. Uh, so I like to say that I'm a relationship marketing evangelist, uh, which just means that I'm really someone that's passionate about keeping relationships at the forefront of business and what we're doing in marketing. Uh, like my personal mission, like to say, is to help people love more, give more, and be more through the art mm-hmm. of authentic relating. And and what that means to me is really to get to the heart of what we're really here to do, like aligning our our purpose and our passion together with how we show up to serve others. And so that does kind of interweave itself into many aspects of how I'm like putting action behind those words, right? So um, that is part of what I speak on quite a bit is just teaching the concept of relationship marketing. What is it? Why the heck does it matter? And is it just this woo-woo feel-good thing or does it really help like generate ROI, right? Mm -hmm. And the good news is, yes, it does. Uh, So that also spills over to some of the things I teach on then on how to use uh, relationships and uh, the the serving mentality first of focusing on growing repeat referral relationships to generate ROI. Um, I hate to use the word use, but <laughs> approach, I should Leverage. say, because <laughs> yeah, approach business with relationship because you can't fake it, right? There's no right. way of, of doing that. And that's what's great about it because uh, it does create this, this level playing field for the good guys to win, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that that's part of what I speak on. And and I just love that because I'm passionate about it, I think then I've been able to not only speak on it, but then work with, with some brands one-on-one to help them implement that into their business. And then if they need really some, some extra hands in in a marketing department extension, then uh, I'm able to work with them through my agency now marketing group, uh, where we are a full service relationship marketing agency. So we'll help them, you know, create their story, uh, create their, and focus in on that thing that makes them stand out, not the, what they do, but the, how they do it. Um, and, and then implement some of those things, whether it's creating a website or a video or social media management, SEO, you know, all the things, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but really just kind of partnering with them to execute upon that, the, the plan and, and their vision. Um, and then I've been able to teach um, at a local university and kind of work with some new marketing students that are graduating and, and teaching them 
that it's not a funnel anymore. <laughs> it's never really been a funnel for sales, right. but here's the way that we should approach it. Um, and, and yeah, and then kind of still along with that, sharing that passion, I, I get to host a, a really cool event in my community, which is a super small community of Lima, Ohio, population like 30,000. We're known for trains and cornfields and, and all those things. But I like to now say we're also known for hosting one of the largest social media Midwest conferences, um, which is Social Media Week Lima. We get to bring a lot of cool heart-centered um, and real marketing minds to this two-day event in Lima and, and really impact some, some hard-working entrepreneurs and creators and, and people that are truly changing up the, the name of how business is done and how it should have always been done. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's what I've been up to short list. Yeah. Short list. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, you know, I mean, I just love all the stuff that you're talking about just with the relationship side. Um, you know, we've connected mainly through the social media community and, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen in the last year, just how vital those digital relationships are but even before the whole world kind of shifted to doing things more digitally, um, we were already moving that way. And mm -hmm. I found, you know, as, as much as there are things in social media that are stressful and frustrating and hard, um, there's also such a richness in the fact mm -hmm. that you're sitting in Ohio, I'm sitting in Colorado. We have a friendship, a relationship that we can nurture through social media. And I can feel like I know a little bit about your life. You know, a little bit about mine. Um, and we really, then, then when you do see each other in, in person, it's like, oh, you don't have to start from square one. Um, yeah. and you know, it's, I was even talking with a friend, um, with a nonprofit that I affiliated with earlier today. And we were talking about using LinkedIn, um, to, for, uh, the fundraising and donor relations team, um, they're using it really strategically to help nurture relationships so that when you do have that face-to-face, -face, it's so much richer, it's so much deeper. Um, and, and we were just talking about the untapped potential of LinkedIn, but it, it all comes back to the untapped potential of kind of shifting your mindset towards it being all about relationships. So, so, so true. And I, if memory serves me right, I think you were part of the online hangouts, right? Yes. Like when we first started the entering into the pandemic, there were many people, you know, the stay at home order to where it was getting kind of lonely, especially with the, the individuals that didn't have children, or maybe they had children and they needed a break, yep. <laughs> but um, just a big shift in their life. And so we created this community of of individuals to have like a game night together, hang out together and built community that way. And that is so powerful because you're able to still feel connected when you can't be in each other's physical, you know, uh, space, you can still feel like this connection and, and this, mm -hmm. um, emotion experience, right. That, that you have with one another, that's still creating this big impact and, uh, relationship building, like you said, you're not starting from scratch, but you're also supporting each other along the way of our journeys. We, we feel like we're going through things together. Yeah. Actually, I just left uh, this afternoon from 
a rotary presentation. I was just sharing with you before we got started here about yeah. you were saying things getting opening back up. And I'm like, yeah, and now people are doing things back in, in real life again, which is yeah. both amazing, but also like, oh shoot, I need a budget in that drive time. <laughs> but <laughs> what was, what was cool about this, this was my first back in person rotary event um, that I went to. And we were talking about some things going on in this legacy arts uh, space that I'm, I'm working with some other creators and collaborating our office spaces together to support creators. But anywho, I, I was at this event, we were talking about it. And the host of the, the rotary, the president of the rotary, he, he comes up and he stands up there and he said, oh, and by the way, I seen the social media week climb is happening. And I want to share a little bit more about it. And he was talking about it. I did not even know that this man knew like mm. anything that was going on, but it just goes to show like the people that you're connected with when you're sharing online, there's also others watching mm. and willing to support and kind of stand up for you and, and help you spread that message just by sheer fact of connection and, and uh, you know, expansion of our community. So as we're engaging with each other, building relationships, others are watching that and, and they're cheering us on um, along the way when, when done right. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's one of those things. It's one of those intangibles, I think with social mm -hmm. media that you can't always tell, like sure social media platforms will tell you rough impressions of like how many people are probably lurking. Um, but you don't know exactly who those people are. You don't know how often they are that one of those part of those numbers and those stats. Um, but people are lurking, they are paying attention. Um, and, and that's why like, I, I, when I have clients that come to me that want help with uh, content creation and social media, and they say, I don't like social media myself, it can be a little bit of a challenge because they're missing out on that relationship building that other business owners naturally are doing with their either future clients or future cheerleaders mm -hmm. for their business. So it's, it's one of those things. It's really hard. Have you experienced that at all? Oh yeah, of course. There's been uh, definitely some pushback. I think it's just because of change, right? They're not used to it and, and they want to hold true to the fact of only in person. That's the only real in social media. You know, we can point out all the negatives with, you know, the election and people with bias and people with, you know, just negativity, right? We can point out all the negative, but there's so much beauty that's happening on there as well. And so while some people do have a valid point that there's nothing that's ever going to be better than an in-person connection. However, however, relationships will always be more powerful than, than any marketing that we do. I like to say, mm -hmm. and relationships can, and, and will be built though online. You can build genuine, true connections there. And to your point, what you were saying, um, about we as brands, not often able to track the people that are lurking, that's only going to continue to grow because of this thing called dark social. And it's yeah. a lot different than the dark web, <laughs> but <laughs> It's not, not a bad that. thing completely. <laughs> Dark social is the conversations that are happening in private, more niche communities. And that's what's happening with, with online. People are talking in messenger and text messaging and, you know, e sharing links via email, um, you know, in stories, things like that. And 
and I know Mark Zuckerberg said it in 2019, the future of social is private. And, you know, others have kind of rippled that and we can see it now. We see yeah. all these new apps that are coming out. And, and what's happening though with that is that people are talking then in private, right, about a, a company, an organization. And that's why I tell our clients or potential clients when they're scared about social, I'm like, people are going to talk regardless. The goal is to hopefully be part of that conversation, whether that's you actually physically, you know, communicating and being part of that conversation or leaving such a great experience with someone that you can ensure that when they are having these private conversations, that it is, you know, it's positive about you, Mm -hmm. that it, it, that is uplifting that it's something that's going to drive back business to you because if not and it's a negative one yeah you're probably not going to find out until it's way past the point of return unfortunately now at this point so you have to kind of stay on on top of it and and that's a huge thing I don't remember who said it but I love that quote that your brand is what people say about you when you leave the room and that's so true. It's like your reputation as a person, right? And yeah. we, you started off with that. You're like, you're known for this. And I'm like, oh, like that feels so good, <laughs> right? Like that's what we want people saying about it. Right. And, and there's no, you can't buy that. You cannot buy yeah. that. There's no place to sign up for people, for you to buy this campaign for people to talk about you positive, positively in their intimate communities. Yeah, you can buy fake reviews and all the fake stuff, but not the real stuff. So you have to earn that. And and that starts from by showing up. Now, have you found that in the last year, is there anything you've learned or or learned how to innovate upon um, because of the pandemic, because of how user behavior trends have changed um, Mm -hmm. or, or just in the last year, like, take the pandemic out of the picture. Um, how have you found that you've innovated to do relationships better in marketing and to mm-hmm. kind of have that better connection with whether it's a prospect or your clients or a cheerleader for your brand? Yeah. One big thing um, I've been looking at just for myself, as well as you know, the agency and for clients is looking at how can we make things easier for our clients and customers? Like our website shouldn't be like a brochure. And I know people say that, but it's like, how can we truly look and see how can we add speed, ease of use, like accessibility? Like how can we provide utilities on our website to make our clients day better, easier, you know, for them to do something. And what is it like to try to do business with us online? Because people are starting there, you know, not over 90% of every buying decision starts online. So what can we do to truly step outside of ourselves and try to imagine that we are our customer? And what is it like to search for us online? What is showing up? What what would we be trying to do if we wanted to do business with us? And could we do that on our own easily, right? And and without us trying to get in that. So so part of that mindset of utility is is really big, like um, really better experiences overall. Like you see this now with, with cars, buying cars online where you can kind of build your own and you can do the 360 kind of view of it. You can add in your accessory. You feel part of it. You feel like you're not just buying, you feel part of it. Like you're creating something with with that purchase. The same thing could be true with, you know, consulting or a service-based business. Like how can you be part of this? And so the whole thing in, in not just 
the website stuff, but it's shifting our mindset from just getting people to buy from us to get them to belong with us, to be part of this process. And what does that look like? How can we invite them more into our stories? How can we invite them more into our our process that we're doing online to make things easier for them? And how can we really truly pause and listen and, and hear what it is that can make things easier for them or um, just an overall better experience. Like, what does that look like? And and starts out sometimes just like I said, putting yourself in the the mindset of your customer and seeing it that way, talking to the customers, asking. Yeah. Uh, but all the concept, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Actually, talk to them, right? And and then writing out like our process from start to finish. That's something I've done for us and, and clients. Just writing that out, then like a Google Doc, right? And then looking at ways where can I reduce friction and where can I add in delight, like little moments, mm-hmm. little things that we could just do a little bit better. Like one thing was just, we have something as a Google form and I'm like, oh man, that is kind of long. I actually clicked out of it to come back and then it reset. I should probably do it a little bit different and have a save and continue, right? Or a save and come back later. Like it can be little things like that. You're still accomplishing the same thing, but it's just like little tweaks that make a big difference. Yeah. Well, and I like just taking the time to go back through and yeah, it, it takes a little bit of effort to go back through and actually see it from your customer's perspective, but it's, it's, it's an important thing to do. And I think in the last year, it's been very evident of having to think through the process because we've experienced really good processes of, you know, being able to order my food online. I mean, I can think of a giant uh, food chain one of my favorites, um, I won't say their name, but I won't, I won't order from them uh, when I'm on the go because their mobile app is so difficult to use and kicks me out every single time. And then there's another food chain that has a great mobile app that I've been able to order, um, replicate orders from the past and just the user experience has been easy. And so I go for easy, right? And so you know, just thinking through some of that process. I mean, this other chain is missing out on not a lot of money for me, but you know, I mean, I'm not the only one who is probably having a similar experience. So, so yeah, I think in, in, in the past, I never would have thought about an app, a company's mobile app and their online process, but in the last year and a half, having to do so much with, you know, touchless, contactless ordering, it makes a big difference. Um, and I think, you know, we've, whether you're in a service-based business or you're in the food industry or whatever, you can make those, those little moments of delight. I like that phrase that you used a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so, a, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. So now, is there anything you personally have found that has been just a shift in how you are approaching these digital online relationships, knowing just how, much we've all been through in the last year. Is there anything that you're doing differently? Hmm. I don't know if I'm doing necessarily things differently. I would say I've been a lot more, even more so intentional about taking note of what people, what I'm seeing online and just and, and reaching out um, via like audio message um, or something personal. It's just to let somebody know like, hey, I see you, right? Like I, I'm noticing 
what, what you got going on. I would yeah. say that's a big thing. Um, but more so with my team members, I would say, because like my team has went remote and, and thankfully, I'm so thankful that we were able to double our team last year. And so we added on uh, a larger remote team, but we did have, and we still do have, um, you know, half our team, nine, nine team members that are local. Mm-hmm. And even though we were never in the office every day together, we still were in the office together a couple of times a week. And by them all moving remote and now us adding in new team members to the mix that not everybody's been able to meet each other, that's made a, a big difference in how I would show, show up like intentionally trying to create some moments of building relationships, not just with myself and them, but with each other. Yeah. So introducing kind of, you know, the, the team members together is doing the same thing with clients as well as, you know, um, community friends, right? Like trying to be intentional on how to reach out and, yeah. and create moments that are going to start this ripple effect of one, letting people know like, Hey, I see you and I care about you because it could be pretty isolating, you know, this, this past year and, and anytime really, sure. but, but definitely being intentional on how we're trying to get people to connect. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, so one of the things that we started doing is on Fridays, we do what's called a now yow yow, mm-hmm. which is um, our team member shout out. So each person will give each other a uh, round robin kind of round and it'll be a theme. It's a themed time. It's about an hour long okay. um, to where you show up and the theme could be one eighties. And then we'll have a question on what was your favorite 80s movie or something like that. And then we round robin to each other and each team member will take a a second to answer the question and as well as give someone on the team a shout out that really did something for them uh, this week. And we'll spend that hour just dedicated to that. And I'm telling you, like, it makes a huge difference because now people are getting to know each other on the team. One, Mm -hmm. two, they're feeling appreciated. It's a great way to end the week. Um, and that kind of stuff matters a lot. Um, I also introduced like a, an app called Bucket List to where oh. it's an online version of um, rewarding individuals for things that they're doing. Um, like we do a monthly level up challenge for reading. And so if they read one of the books on the list, then they would get points and those points they can redeem for things on their bucket list, like skydiving or a chef coming in your home to cook something, or it could be nice. um, a free my day, or they can do something that they want uh, for that day, um, things like that. But by doing that and building in those opportunities for people to feel recognized and, and seen, they know that I care, but then also they're able to connect with others in the same way and get to know each other. So I know that was a long answer to a short question, but I would say intentional, very, very intentional now on how doing it. That's really fun. I I love that you just mentioned, I've never heard of that app. That's really fun. Um, And I love that there's, that some of those things you're mentioning have, I mean, they indirectly have a lot to do with your job, but they're not directly related to job metrics. Um, I love that there's kind of a deeper, deeper angle there. And honestly, I feel like that's going to be the big thing that actually shifts everyone's sales at the end of the day is the culture because this next wave and this next generation, 
kind of the same way you can't buy community, you can't buy them. Like yeah. they value much more an environment that feels good to work at where someone cares than getting just a paycheck. And you will never be able to keep a hold of great talent if you don't have some things like that in place. So it's going to constantly cause this friction then with your customers. If you don't have the same good people, they're showing up and you have this constant churn. So I do truly believe like everything starts from that inside out mentality. Yeah. So setting up your culture has a direct and immediate ripple effect on your marketing and your sales, because those conversations we said are happening in the inbox. A lot of them are with probably team members, right? Yeah. And, and people talk with individuals and they're the ones that are working most often with our customers and clients, creating those experiences where they're talking about it. So it, it is this direct ripple effect. And that's probably the one thing that I feel like still needs to be the thing that clicks in a company's mind that we have to invest, we have to have to invest in our people. Like, I feel like they're getting yeah. the customer service concept, relationship marketing, sure. but the direct immediate people within their organizations that you just can't treat them in any kind of way. And it's not just about yeah. how much output that I can give or get out of them without doing any input, you know, put, putting into people. And I feel like that's going to be the shift that's separating the companies that truly get and believe, you know, relationship marketing, this, this whole concept of caring yeah. more versus the ones that are like, I'm going to do the things, the checklist, but it's not at my core. Right. Well, and earlier you were just saying like, you can't fake it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is one thing you cannot fake a good company culture. Uh, mm -hmm. Eventually it is going to shine through. And it's really hard when you're thinking about marketing a company, you can't just sit there and say, we have this great culture and we take really good care of our clients and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. We take great care of our team you're, it's eventually going to shine through that you don't actually follow through and it's all just talk. So I feel I, like many got unmasked in uh, I, 2020 unmasked, like the Scooby-Doo episodes, like who, yeah, <laughs> like so many companies got unmasked and, and it was a great thing for the brands that were doing good yes. because now that their team is working remote or maybe they had to get furloughed for a little bit, like people were showing up and like, you know, saying, Hey, I'll, I'll take a cut on my pay check right now because I want to make sure we're okay. Like the, the people that were coming together the most were the companies that already have that in place. And the ones that were getting demasked or unmasked, whatever, um, were the ones that, that were just kind of all smoking mirrors. Yeah. Um, online and, and not the real deal. Well, the and the day. companies that like you knew took really good care of anyone who walked through their door, whether they were on the payroll mm -hmm. or, you know, paying a tab themselves, you knew if those companies that everyone knew mm -hmm. that they were who they say they were, those were the ones where people were calling up and hand buying gift cards, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to help, help you get through this. I'm, you know, going to take care of whatever deal you're offering, I am going to buy, even if I don't necessarily need that right now. Um, those that could help were helping. Um, I mean, I just, I just remember in the last year, I've seen a lot of really positive things come mm -hmm. out of this and some businesses really actually thriving. I mean, my yeah. husband and I were just talking the other day about when I mean, we live in this tiny little town that has one stoplight and there's, there's a Mexican restaurant there that is, 
you know, pretty well known in the general region or whatever, because it's one of the only restaurants you can go to around here. But we were just like, we made the comment, like, I think they probably did really well throughout the last year because they had such loyalty and community surrounding their brand. And, you know, the brands that maybe struggled, it's not that it was necessarily completely their fault, but I do think you're right. I think, you know, the mask was taken away and it was like, oh, we don't really have the base that we thought we did. So I read the sign and nothing against Amazon because I definitely love me some Amazon, but I actually read the sign on the way back um, to my house today. And it said, buy local because Amazon won't sponsor your kid's t-ball team. Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness, that is it there. You know, like, will I go out of my way to not have that convenience that we were just talking about, you know, on Amazon when it's a click of a button, I can do it in my PJs at home at whatever time in the evening to buy something. Or will I go to this location and support a small business because they're, I know they're invested in me, like those ones that are willing to like, you know, sponsor the kids t-ball game. I know I'm not saying like every brand has to do that, but it's the, the whole concept that those companies care and they're showing up in a way to serve their community Whether that's that mess Mexican restaurant that maybe, you know, I'm sure they do things for the community, right. And participate and people know them and they're building that relationship. That's why people care. If it was just there, you driving through and there's no kind of connection or purpose people like, Oh, well, you know, I'm sure something else will go in there. Right. Right. You wouldn't have cared as much, but that's that difference. And And so when times are tough, people rally behind you because they feel for you and they know who you are at the end of the day. And that's when our like humanity shines best. Mm -hmm. And it's so beautiful to see those kinds of stories. You're right. Like there's so many um, companies here, one getting super creative with how they're showing up and still staying in business. Yeah. Like the community is like, we're here for you. What can we do? Like giving ideas. Like, and that's a beautiful thing. Like that is just something you can't, you, you can't buy it. Like I, we said, you can't buy it. And it's so beautiful and it's so powerful. And it's the thing that's going to create this ripple effect of not only loyalty for people mm-hmm. to stick with you, but then when they're talking about you online yeah. in the inbox and things it's creating this ripple effect and this flywheel momentum that has replaced the sales funnel, right? right? Like we said, it's not the sales funnel at the very beginning when we're just have to market ourselves out there to get people to kind of drop down and become a customer and constantly worry about getting new business. When we do that inside out approach of showing up and caring and people start talking about us more and more, and it, it does create this momentum. And that's the only way in the future, in my opinion, strong opinion for sustainable and long-term business growth. It's the only way to, to truly make it happen um, now and in the future. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think you hit it on the head of just like for now and in the long term. I mean, yeah, it's, and it's, this is relation, like this is marketing 101, right? Like this wasn't just a COVID thing. It, mm-hmm. it, it's, these are things that we should have been doing all along yeah. and what, regardless of what technology is available or not. So um, it's been an, it's been a fun experiment it, as hard as COVID has been for so many people. And I don't want to discount that. It's been yeah. a really fun 
experiment to watch and see how innovative people have become um, yeah. and what they're doing. Um, yeah. So. Cause I like, I like how you just said it's, it's one oh one, and we should have been doing it all the time. And it is, that, that's who we are, but it doesn't mean you don't have to have a strategy too. Like, I feel like the, before what we got caught up in is the, the push it all out and, and more and more and more and going wider versus deeper, you know, and, and how we're showing up in our relationships and to kind of get those roots. We just kind of worried about spreading out so wide. So I feel like you can do both though. There is a strategy to this and it does, like I said, at the end of the day, grow your ROI. So it doesn't mean just because you're taking this approach that it doesn't mean you're not strategic. Like you right. can still be very strategic in how you show up and put the plan in place to make sure that you know exactly what you need to have on your website in order to move people through your their sales journey and meet them where they're at, that you exactly know what kinds of tools um, and the technique to put on your site to make sure that people can be part of that buying cycle with you and, and a creator and in the experience of working with you. But you do know what social channels to set up your social listening and where to apply your time to get the right relationships that you're investing your time in. But you do know what you know conversations are being had. So now you know what SEO terms to use to right. talk about more. And you do know who else to collaborate with because they're your kind of people that you can now join and expand your, your voice and your brand reach because you're in a shared now community with them where they're yeah. introducing you to their trusted audience, which now is going to embrace you and vice versa. So you can put the plan in place. And, and that's kind of what we walk clients through is that yeah, it's just a feel, it is a feel good way of doing business, but it doesn't mean you're not really getting down to business right. and growing that business. You can have the best of both worlds. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing. <laughs> I like that because sometimes people are, they just want to focus on the relationship, but then they don't actually do the thing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm, I, I don't know where you land on things, but I am like a doer. I've got my to-do list right next mm -hmm. to me at all times. I love checking those boxes off. I love actually getting down to the tactics, but I also love people. So um, I think you definitely have to have that mix of the strategy plus um, being intentional with the relationships. So I, I really appreciate all of that that you shared. Um, before we finish up here, um, you've, you've obviously been involved in this relationship marketing concept for a while. You've had your own agency for a while. You've seen a lot. Um, quick wins. Like if you were to tell somebody just getting started off with their brand, you know, one or two quick things that they could do that would really set them on the path towards success. Um, what would you, what advice would you give them? What, what would you tell them to go do to get a quick win? Yeah. There's a good things. win. Maybe not just quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no good things. So, um, well, one, if, if you don't mind, I'll, I will give a, a link for a free resource. I'm not trying to yeah, promote anything. We'll make sure we but link if, it. Yeah. If, uh, you can go to learnrelationshipmarketing.com and it does go through how you can out care the competition and to just add more care into your, your brand, which focuses on capturing it to how do you capture attention, articulate your message, yeah. build real relationships, um, and exceptional experiences. So it breaks down that and then how to create like your brand manifesto to build that brand personality and, and to, um, you know, get 
uh, your, your story intact to make sure that you are showing up with clarity and conviction so people do want to pay attention, right? So it does go through that and it gives you some examples of other brands. Uh, so I do want to share that out there. But as far as like a quick immediate thing, I would say one, don't feel like you have to do it all. Yeah. <laughs> and just honestly find that thing that makes you you and and find out how you can embrace that and in, into a story or a way that you can show up that you feel good about sometimes the thing that we're most often uh, really good at we overlook because we feel like it has to be hard and mm. we miss it right we miss it and like people used to tell me I care all the time. They're like, oh, it's just business. It's just business. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to turn that into my superpower, the care into my superpower, because that's the thing. I'm just intrinsically me one and two, something that I didn't recognize was abnormal. Okay. Because it, then it's your gift. Like that yeah. those, sometimes those things are your gifts. So get real with yourself one and, and don't feel like you have to just show up everywhere and be everything to everyone. I would see if I would have got that at the beginning, that would have helped me save a couple years yeah. <laughs> of my life. Um, and then also just find others that are like you, that you can collaborate with and, and uh, build community with, um, you know, learn from them and grow from them. I mean, still keep your own, your own path. You don't have to copy anyone else because you, you're your own person, but sure. definitely find those other people that can help nurture what you are doing and, and you can collaborate with and, and grow and learn from. That's there. great. That's great. And so tell us a little bit, you've got your event coming up here. It's a little bit later than normal. Yes. In the yes. year. When happy it, to have it. <laughs> yeah. When are you having social media, social media week, Lima? And um, where can people go to find out more? Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's usually in June. Um, but this year we are having it August 11th and 12th, kind of giving us some extra time there for everyone to, you know, uh, hopefully feel comfortable and, and safe traveling and being around other humans. <laughs> um, and, and also to make sure everybody will be safe right on our end. So, uh, August 11th and 12th is, is when we're having it. So you can visit social Lima, uh, spelled like Lima, lima.com um and that has the the lineup and all the all the deets right there sweet that's great and people can find you online where's where's uh the best place for people to scope you out if they want to get more from you and more from uh maybe building a relationship or friendship with you online. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would love that. Yay. I want to hear about you. Uh, definitely reach out to me. I love it. Cheering people on. And just, um, I just, th I think it's, I think it's really cool. All the creators that are shining and able to shine now because of social and all the things I can go on, on, on about that, but I won't, but social, uh, or excuse me to connect with me on social, um, or just online in general, actually the easiest place is probably to go to my personal website. It's Jessica J E S S I K A Phillips P H I L L I P S.com. And then you can pick whatever social network of your choice that you prefer. Um, they're all linked right there at the top and yeah, I would love to, I would love to connect. Great. 
Well, thanks, Jessica, for sharing just about relationship marketing and all these amazing things that you're just so passionate about. And, um, you know, I've heard you speak on them before, but it's always wonderful to, yeah, there's always something new. So I appreciate you sharing mm -hmm. and just your observations over our recent history and trends and how those fit into relationship marketing. So thanks again for uh, for joining me today and for sharing your wisdom, not just with me, but with everyone else listening as well. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. That not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.